0: Combat sports fans, it's time for Strong Style, Impact Media's weekly dive off the top rope into the world of mixed martial arts and professional wrestling. Producer Sunshine is ready at the board, and I am your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Want to welcome you guys in. Lots and lots to get into, as there always is. I got a slight announcement as to something we potentially could add to the mix. Um, if I remember it. Uh, but first, I want to tell you how you can be a part of the show. You can email the show 3nzone at gmail.com. That is the blanket email for everything Impact Media. It is uh, an email we had set up long, long ago when the show was called something completely different, way before we had this show uh, and others. Uh, but you don't even have to put anything in the subject line unless it requires you to, but you don't even have to tell me. I can. Based off what you email, I can usually tell which show you're talking about. You can email us questions, comments, suggestions, rating, reviews, all that fun stuff. Uh, you can also search for us on Facebook, whether that is Strong Style, Impact Media, Jeremy York, any of those. If you are the type of person, I've met some of you. I've met some of you that are these type of people, and I, as I said there, I have no worries about it. I love it. If you are the type of person who likes to just click a link and listen to a show, you can go to Twitter, at TheImpact99. Actually, that's how you follow me. You can find it there. At Team Impact Media. It has been a scrambled eggs type day. It really has. At Team Impact Media. And scroll down. That has all the show links. You just click a link. uh, Find the appropriate show you want and listen as many times as you want. You can. Uh, there is no cap, so you can listen as many times you want. Um, you can follow me, as I was saying, at the Impact Ninety Nine on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. We're going to be working more on um, our Twitter and I mean not Twitter, more on our TikTok and Triller stuff. Uh, hopefully, coming up this weekend. Um, Let's see, uh, you can follow me though, as I said, for show-related things, uh, non-show-related things, just fun activities we get into, things we do around here. Uh, we were at a brewery last weekend, um, we're actually on the promo video, that's pretty cool. Uh, definitely shout out to Printers Ale in, uh Carrollton, uh, happy six years, yeah, it's been fantastic, fantastic, they're a great brewery. Got a really good outdoor space. They've got some really cool stuff going on inside, too, if you want to check that out. Uh, but uh, beyond that, you can find us anywhere you find a podcast, whether that's Spotify, Podcast One, the iTunes store, anywhere you find a podcast. Look for a Strong Style. We should be there. If we are not in a place where you normally find a podcast, please let us know. We will fix that and remedy that just as soon as possible. So, got all that out of the way. Uh, there is a lot of wrestling action, as we usually do. That will be on the second part of the show tonight. People ask me this, too. They say, um, is there a particular order in the way you um, do things? When you talk about different events, different organizations, um, yeah, there, there actually is. Uh, a little behind the curtain. And behind the curtain is that I a lot of times let you, the audience, dictate where I start at least. Now, I, I may weave it a different way, but for the most part, uh, for one good podcasting or good show in general, you want to lead with what people either want to hear from you or what people are talking about. And actually, this could be part one of something added to the mix. You guys dictated. Uh, The UFC had a pretty good event, had a fight night over the weekend, we will talk about that in a minute, you know, normally we lead with the UFC, I'm not leading with the UFC tonight, I am leading with BKFC, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Now, I know what some of you guys are saying, ah man, this isn't really for me, that's totally cool, that's totally cool. Um... I have gotten more into this recently. I've been able to check out more events. Their events are really easy to watch. Uh, I think... Um, I used to know it off the top of my head. There are many, many different ways. If you go to uh, bareknuckle.tv, I swear you will find half a dozen ways to um, to watch this thing. I mean, seriously. And it's usually... I think the one over the weekend was like, was it fifty? I don't know. If it was that. If it was fifty. I mean, it's still a steal the way it turned out. Uh, but there is a uh, there's actually a how to watch. Um, you can uh, create an account on BKFC. You can download the app. Um, you can add. BKFC pay-per-view events to Apple TV, Fire TV, Android TV to iPhone, Android, iPad, Roku, Chromecast, Samsung Smart TV, um, Fight of the Fight packages, PPV.com, PlayStation, Xfinity, DirecTV, Spectrum, Dish, Fios, Cox, Optimum, Rogers, Bell, Fox Sports, Star Plus, And uh, if you got a bar or restaurant, they've got options there. Go to, you can live stream at all, uh, almost every one of those places, if not all of them. Uh, But it's, it, it, I get it. It is totally different. It's different. Uh, It's different in the same way that watching, uh, watching the PFL is different from Impact Media. I mean, not Impact Media, Impact Wrestling. Uh, you know, watching uh, AEW is different from Bellator, and not just because they're different sports. I mean, it, it's it's bare knuckle is basically a different sport unto itself, and it's catching on. BKFC has set this up. They're only a handful of years old, maybe three, three and a half. But I like their their business model from. From the outside looking in at the, the the front office side of it, I really, really like what they're doing. Um, they would be, if you are an investor, they would be something to potentially look into. I know they have partnered with DraftKings. Uh, Conor McGregor was in the building over the weekend. you got to think he either wants to fight or, or a piece of it somewhere. But they're also signing these uh, former prominent fighters. It's not just UFC. It's Bellator. It's people from the PFL. It's... It's household names that want to do something a little different. Um, Or, in the case of Mike Perry, Platinum Mike Perry, he may have found the thing he was born to do. That is what is uh, just crazy. Uh, But they had a fantastic event, BKFC 41, in Colorado. And I'm just going to talk about a couple of the big fights. Uh, But these are the ones you guys are talking about as well. It's Like I said, I let you guys kind of dictate some of the things we talk about on here. I don't want to talk about things you don't want to listen to or discuss among yourselves or things like that. So I'm leading off with Bare Knuckle. In the main event, it was Platinum Mike Perry, uh, his second Bare Knuckle fight for BKFC against uh, recent... UFC fighter Luke Rockhold, who is a heck of a fighter, and I'm not doing this to foreshadow or try to make it sound better or anything like that, Uh, this was actually a really good fight, I think Mike Perry, this is actually his third fight, Uh, but it was at 185, That's, that's not a problem for either one of them. Uh, but this this was a really good fight, but I think part of the way into this, Luke Rockhold realized this is maybe not quite what I thought it was. This is a lot more intense. Uh, and then Mike Perry uh, did some dental damage to Luke Rockhold, who lifted up his lip, showed the referee, and the referee... Pretty much called it at that point. But that was Rock Hole going, you know what? Let me cut my losses uh, so that I can walk out of here. I commend his effort. Mike Perry said the same thing. He doesn't hold anything against him. Uh, he totally gets it. But Platinum Mike Perry is now 3 0. And he looked good. He looked good. He looks in phenomenal shape. Uh, it looks like, like I said, it looks like Platinum Mike Perry and the Bare Knuckle FC. Were made for each other, because here's our, there, there's a couple ways to do business models. Um, no matter no matter how many big names or big veterans you bring in, you still want. You know, this is something we talk about with WWE and other places too. You want to still establish stars to to continue to grow everything. You know, if it's like a church, uh, yeah, it's important. To have your members return every week. But it's also important that that the youth and the kids and younger people are showing up as well. Because in a couple years, you're going to need them to help lead everything. So you need to continuously be making stars. The UFC does this. PFL, Bellator, AEW, all those guys. They all do it. Uh, But for now, their budding star is Mike Perry. Uh, Once again, shout out to Luke Rockhold. I thought he had a good performance. Mike Perry was just on it. He was on it and improves to three and zero. You gotta think at some point Mike Perry's gotta be looking at a title shot, right? I don't know who the light heavyweight main uh, main champion is, but um, you know, because like I said, I'm not as familiar with BKFC. I'm getting familiar. Uh, I have I have uh, went back and forth on the social medias with some of the fighters. Uh, really cool. Some of them are. Outstanding people and uh, maybe we'll get some of them on here, but Mike Perry gets the big win He uh, just did a phenomenal job and uh, if you get a chance to watch a replay go do that Uh, in the co-main event in the light heavyweight division We had Chad Mendez you guys remember Chad Mendez and Eddie Alvarez Uh these two, I, I don't remember, they probably fought in the UFC. But uh, to see them on a different platform, uh, just just great. Just uh, This would be like, uh, I'm going I'm to shout him out here. This would be like watching Funky Ben Askren in a wrestling tournament. What he's actually good at. You know, what he's actually good at. So watching him in a wrestling tournament would just be outstanding. But watching these two on their feet, these two legends, um, it was a really, really good fight. Eddie Alvarez gets his first win. Sean or Chad Mendez—I don't know who Sean Mendez is. I think he was a singer or something. Chad Mendez goes to one and one, but uh, that fight actually may only because the early stoppage in the rock hold, uh, Mike Perry. Uh, Alvarez Mendez may actually be the better fight, um, and then the other fight you guys were talking now, now that that uh, women's flyweight that was that was pretty, uh, pretty outstanding as uh, Christine Ferreira, I think that's how you say her name, and um, uh, Beck Rawlings, uh, they threw down too. Just in case people didn't realize that, uh, that, that the, the women could throw down too. the ladies, they, they were throwing down. Uh, Ferreira keeps her title, but um, man, man, these two were throwing. They were throwing some bombs. Not to be outdone, the heaviest blows of the night came from the heavyweight division. As uh, Ben Rothwell, who, if you saw the post-fight... If you would have just saw the post-fight interview and not saw the fight, you would think, "You sure this guy won?" Uh, he was pretty roughed up. Josh Copeland did a pretty good job of, of hanging in there and really, really giving Rothwell a a really good fight. But uh, Ben Rothwell—it is Ben, right? I keep getting that. Yeah, Ben Rothwell. I know enough about him to know that he could be one of their budding stars as well. Uh, Ferreira, being the flyweight champion of the women's division, could help too. Uh, so when they bring in the uh, Chad Mendez and Eddie Alvarez, they bring in uh, Luke Rockhold and things like that. You know, that's, that's great because that's that's the, the big marquee names. But when you have Ferreira, Rawlings, and you have Copeland and Rothwell, uh, Camozzi had a good win, uh, Gertz beating Torres, and uh, actually, as far as a budding star, James Brown. James Brown at 145. He 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 could be a budding star as well. They've they've uh, they've really got some people that just throw down. And uh, I do have to say I was slightly disappointed in the uh, Gabri- uh, Gabriel Roman and uh, Courtney Cameron fight that it ended in a draw hate when fights end in a draw it just makes no sense but other than that this this card was stacked and it was locked and it was loaded and it was uh just fantastic their next event i guess we're going to add this to the lineup their next event is going to be in greenville south carolina next was that next friday Let's look at a... Yep, next Friday. That is May the 12th. So if you're in the Bon Secours Wellness Arena, fans of our show Board Check and fans of, of hockey in general may know that's where the Swamp Rabbits play their ice hockey games from the ECHL. If you're in the greater Bon Secours Wellness Arena area, go check that out. Go check that out. It's pretty my show, so uh, children, cover yours for a second. It's pretty badass. That's what it is. Pretty badass. All right, uncover them now. Good, great. Um, so, that's one thing we're potentially adding to our lineup, and you guys let us know. If you guys want us to talk more bare knuckle, uh, maybe it's not your thing. Hey, we'll, we love all the feedback. We definitely love all the feedback. Uh, let's move to the UFC. Like I said, they had a fight night Last weekend, as Song Yadong took on Ricky Simone. I don't know who lit the fire under Song Yadong, but the four full rounds and a minute 10 into round number five before he got the TKO victory over Ricky Simone, I've never seen Song Yadong look that complete. He looked like a championship fighter. And he's he's had a lot of he's had a lot of moments before where he he showed these signs where you're like man it's he's coming along man he's coming along. man he's getting close he's he's getting close and and uh, you know putting the great performance together and then I don't know if it's just a great matchup with Ricky Simone who brought the best out of him but Song Yudong he has to he has to be moving up the list now and he's got to be up there in the uh, the bantamweight. I don't, you know, maybe not a title shot right now. You know, Everybody that wins doesn't automatically get title shots. It's not, you know, uh, professional wrestling where you don't need reasons to give people title shots. But I think Song, man, he just, he come out there and showcased and showed everybody his potential. And he's got plenty of time to still make a run up. Uh, I think if, you know, another win or so like that, and I, you're not going to be able to ignore him. But great, great performance. He ended it, like I said, a minute 10 into round number 5. Ricky Simone, I don't think was necessarily a loser in the actual rankings he might be. But uh, his performance was was not lackluster. He was right in there with it. So um, I think it's going to help his clout, even though it's a uh, a knock in the loss column. Kyle Bohalo got the great submission win in round number 2 over... Uh, Michael, is it Ola I practiced that name and it just escaped me. How to say? I think it's Ola Uh Great win for Kyle. Was able to find the submission about mid, about yeah, it was about midway into the second. Uh, it was the rear naked choke, and once it was on, he was not letting go. Uh, great win. Look forward to more from him. He is uh, he is more than just a, a big prospect now. He has turned into a, a uh, bona fide contender at 14-1 in the middleweight division. Uh, Rodolfo Vieira gets the great submission win over Cody Brundage. That was an arm triangle. I love that everybody's not doing the same stuff. And I know it's just based on their skill set and based off how the fight comes to you, but... Uh, Rodolfo Vieira gets a great win. He's now nine two and zero. Oh. Cody Brunn just goes to eight and four. Uh, the, you know Rodolfo is another middleweight besides Kyle uh, Borjalo. that uh, these Brazilians man they are they are buzz through the division. Um, I think there were three more fights on the main card. Uh, Fernando Padilla. Gets the TKO win over Juliano Rosa. That was just a minute forty-one into the fight. Fernando, uh, man, he he just he come out, found the shots he was he was wanting to take, got a little aggressive on him, and uh, Juliano Rosa just got caught. It happens. But uh, Fernando is now fifteen and four, and. uh, I can't say a good fight it wasn't that long but it, it was a good performance by Fernando and Julian a rebound uh, next fight Marcos Rosero de Lima gets the unanimous decision win over Waldo or is it Valdo I think it's Valdo Cortez Acosta who gets his first loss by the way at 9-1 and one. Uh, Marcos Rosero de Lima it was Brazil night it really was Brazil night on this card as uh, the Brazilians all had great performances. Uh, Marcos definitely won the fight. He was doing more damage. He was controlling more. I mean, just doing the the simple things. And a lot of times, if you're not going for the finish, do the simple things and keep yourself in it. And then lastly, uh, Trey Waters' unanimous decision win over Josh Quinlan. Quinlan gets his first loss. Uh he is now six and one. Trey Waters is eight and one. Um I wouldn't mind if these two lined it up and did and fought again. They it was uh it was a good fight. Good fight. I enjoyed it. Um, I said it's another one where Trey Waters did enough to win. Josh Quinlan just didn't quite keep the pace that I think he wanted to and uh Trey gets the win. There were some other great great uh moments in there. Uh, but fun thing about fight nights is you can usually go back to ESPN Plus and watch them whenever you want. Coming up this week, because of course they have UFC 288, Algermaine Sterling versus Henry Cejudo. Yep, Henry is back. This is going to be for the bantamweight world title. Algermain is a minus one hundred and five. Henry is a minus one fifteen. So they actually think Henry is a slight favorite. And this one is on pay per view. We'll have you know some of it may be ESPN Plus, but uh, in fact, let's look. Some of it's actually going to be ESPN. A lot of the what I call middle card, and the early card is ESPN Plus. Okay, there we go. So let's talk about the pay per view. Al and Henry. Al has been champ since Henry Cejudo... Well, basically, since Henry Cejudo uh, turned in the title, what, three years ago? I know it was in the infancy of this show. Because I remember at the, post, the post-fight press conference, Henry Cejudo basically retiring and uh, we we thought maybe he was just playing hardball for a better contract. Turned out he wasn't, or that he tried, and it just didn't really work. So after three years off, he's been training all kinds of other people. There's a lot of people going down to train with him, and uh, he's been coaching up some people as well, and uh, decided now was the time to come back. So we get to see him. We get to see Aljo. If this is not the five-round Battle that we think it is then. I don't know what else could be Um, just just tremendous fight It's going to be worth paying for it. I know UFC is like 75 80 bucks now, but If you're not doing something Saturday, go ahead go ahead and go for that one Um, Co-main event, Bilal Muhammad and Gilbert Burns. Bilal coming off Ramadan his conditioning is is what concerns me on that because during Ramadan uh, no water, no food during basically daylight hours. As soon as sundown happens, uh, they they kind of they fast during the day can do things at night. Should work out pretty good, you know, as far as that. But uh, it's got to be hard to train knowing you can't even uh, hydrate while you're doing it. Uh, he's had about a two and a half week camp where he's been back on his full schedule. Um, but Bilal is still a bad man. There's a good chance that. Uh, Gilbert may, like, early in the fight, I think Gilbert could actually control this, but later on, uh, I don't know if this is three rounds or five, but I would say early on Gilbert has an advantage, and, uh, once Bilal kind of centers himself back into his game, kind of gets his feet back under him, I I think he would control the the later half of the fight. So if I'm Gilbert, I'm going to try to get out of there just as soon as I can. Um... Jessica Andraj is going to take on Yan Zaunan. we all know Andraj usually is the one they put in there thinking she's the next stepping stone to something higher and she normally ends up beating whatever favorite that is so you got to think she's the big favorite at minus 195 plus 162 for Yan It's tough because Yan's been kind of buzzsawing people on the undercard, and Draj's been doing it on the upper card. That's almost a coin flip, really. Can't really look at the odds at it. But if Andraj can keep pushing forward and keep kinda kinda cornering Zaun Ann, then she could probably win that fight. Matchup number four. Movsar Evluev. It's taking on Diego Lopez. We know how the Brazilians did last week. They won about every dang fight they could. They were putting on just performance after performance. Uh, Moffsar does not really care about that. He is an undefeated fighter. He has 16 wins. And he is a minus 900 favorite. Only plus 600 for Diego. A lot of times I tell you guys, go ahead and... Maybe throw some ducats down on the plus 600 just in case. I'm going to tell you to save your money. Moffsar is probably going to end that one pretty early. And then the last main card fight is Kron Gracie. Who is a plus 140 dog against Charles Jourdain at a minus 165. Air Jourdain is looking to I wouldn't really say rebound because I don't he's not necessarily coming off a negative moment, but he's gotta remind everybody that he is a really, really good fighter and should be a lot higher up on the rankings than he actually is. I think you take Air Jordan at a minus one sixty five. That's that's a safe play. It, there's a pretty good shot that he's gonna open up the main card with a win. But uh other matchups, Drew Dober versus Matt Frivola. You're going to get Chaos Williams and Rolando Bedoya. Chaos is a fun, fun watch. You're going to get Braxton Smith and Parker Porter. Those are two heavyweights that uh, could care less what the scoreboard says. They are going to be throwing cinder blocks at each other. And, uh, I mean, this whole thing opens up with Joseph Holmes and Claudio Ribeiro. That's that's a really really fun middleweight fight those two are gonna try to get at it they're gonna try to put on a show early because they both deserve to be higher on the card but it's so stacked they're actually at the bottom as I said UFC 288 you guys know all the fun ways that you can order that and that's gonna do it for all of the MMA for this week MMA talk we will take a short break And when we come back, it will be all about the world of professional wrestling. Right here on Strong Style. Hey, this is Jeremy the Impact York from the Impact Media family of podcasts. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. welcome back I'm your host Jeremy the impact York Uh, first part of the show we were talking about uh, bare knuckle FC Um, they had a just wicked cool event over the weekend we talked some UFC Um, if you missed that part of the show please go back and see it and of course visit our sponsors as uh, they appreciate you visiting them, and we appreciate that uh, you patronize them. Uh, let's jump into the world of professional wrestling. And let's start right there with the WWE, because that is what you guys were talking about the most this week. Uh, let's start with Raw. Um, it it seems to me that they created the LWO of uh, Escobar. Cruz, Wild, and uh, Rey Mysterio as a, a faction to go against the Bloodline, which is fine uh, because they had a really good match with the Usos and Solo Sokoa. But they are clearly building up uh, Solo and Roman to pretty much kind of walk off in one direction to the Usos to maybe do their own thing on the side But uh, Escobar is probably one of the most uh, underrated guys on the entire roster. He has been a world champ in about every organization he's been to, including Lucha Underground, where he was spectacular. Uh, And Cruz and Wild, man, they are are a fantastic little team. I hate that they have to put everybody over, but the Usos are one of the best teams um, in WWE history. So, I mean, it, it makes sense, and they're building solo. So... Uh, but really good match. Of course, like I said, the Usos and Solo end up with the win there. Um, Street Profits beat the Hurt Business. The biggest thing about that is that the Hurt Business has kind of, I don't even know if they're going by that anymore, but Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin teaming again is definitely a good thing. It gives them another solid team. It's because Shelton's been hurt. That's that's why this team had not been around. It's not because they split them or they don't like him or anything like that, it's Shelton's been hurt. So, uh, now that he's back, uh, the Street Profits will have some new opponents. Uh, It should be a lot of fun with that. Um, They keep kind of hinting that damage control could split. I just don't see, if you split Bailey away from them, it's because they should either be a uh, super great tag team and go on a big run, or that Bailey is going to go on a big solo run. Uh, instead, I, I would keep them together. They're doing some, uh, just doing some of the best work uh, between Dakota Kai and Io Sky and uh, Bailey. Like I said, Bad Bailey is my favorite version of Bailey. I uh, hope it is yours as well. Um, once again, it's Austin Theory, and once again, it's Bobby Lashley in a feud, and uh, this time Bronson Reed looks like the. Uh, third part of the trio. Bronson Reed could be a big megastar if they were able to book him right. Um, Bronson Reed and um, Austin Theory would be a great feud by itself, Uh, but you need something for Lashley to do, so you might as well throw him in this and just push the star power even that much higher. Uh big match of the night was Finn Balor versus Cody. We all know Cody's going to get the win in that, but uh, Finn and Cody, I don't know if they've ever met in a match before, but they they I think they've known each other for a little while. This was just a really, really good matchup between two really exciting stars. Finn Balor, for people who don't remember, was the inaugural Universal... Heavyweight champion. He beat Seth Rollins. The only problem is, is he got so dinged up in the match that he had to forfeit the belt the next night. Uh, it eventually led to Seth going on a uh, big run as champ later on. And uh, kind of the rest is history because the run that Seth went on could have been Finn's run. And uh, Seth has definitely made the most of it and has basically had a, a Hall of Fame career up until this point, And he's still got many, many more years to go. Uh, Damian Priest and Rey Mysterio, that was a pretty decent match. Uh, it, it eventually... Uh, it eventually, it, it just basically, it was a way to get Bad Bunny into... The Feud with Priest, uh, it's what, this weekend is Backlash, and they are uh, in Puerto Rico. I have a, a good media buddy of mine who is actually in Puerto Rico to cover the event. Uh, shout out Brian L. Jones of PopCulture.com and many other uh, fun places. I think he's in Pop Culture, Brian, if I got that wrong, I apologize, buddy. But uh, he's down there to cover it, and uh, he does some spectacular things. I hope he has a blast. He is down there at the moment, actually. And let's see if we can... There we go. Yeah. Backlash. That's pretty much going to take over our WWE coverage here. And here just in a second. Uh, But they're down there. It's all of the... Even including this week's wrestling action, That is going to conclude up the draft. Uh, when we get to SmackDown, we'll talk. Well, actually, I'm not going to talk much draft at all. I'll probably talk all the draft next week when everything comes into effect. Um, but yeah, they're down there in San Juan, Puerto Rico. First time since January of 2005 that they have been down there, and uh, it's a pretty, pretty interesting card. So you're going to get. Uh, Riddle and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against Solo and the Usos. Uh, I feel like you don't put all this hype in Riddle coming back and Owens and Sami being the champs unless they they don't win here. Uh, I think they do. I think somehow you're going to see a bigger divide between Solo, Sokoa, and the Usos as far as uh, them getting along and things like that. Uh, but I would go with KO, Sammy, and Riddle in that one. Can we come up with a... Can we call that Raz Or Zor? Let's go Roz. Rillo and Zane. Um, Is that the main event? Okay. That may be... I'm going to come back to what they have listed second on the card. Um, I'm going to go to Rhea Ripley defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Elena Vega. Zelina is, I think, from Puerto Rico, or from the area. So, uh, it's kind of a, you know, can she win in her hometown thing. She is... I mean, she's from New York, but I think her culture, she has ties to... I think she has ties to uh, Puerto Rican culture and things like that. Uh, but Rhea is not going to drop the belt to the first person. She defends it against... Uh, I hate that Zelina had to be the first uh, the first sacrificial lamb, I guess, fed to the lion here. But uh, I hope she gets a good performance. I hope uh, Rhea... Has a really good match with her and and makes it really raises her stock as well, but uh, Rhea Ripley's keeping the Smackdown women's title. We know that Uh, Seth freaking Rollins in his surprise matchup with Omos Omos seems like a good dude. I've heard some interviews with him. Uh, He seems like a real good guy He enjoys what he's doing and, and he wants to get better and things like that working with Seth Rollins will do that But this match just has no legs at all because it just came out of nowhere. Apparently Seth didn't know about it either until it got announced. And uh, I don't know. Something's going on between Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, and the WWE. I don't think it's going to be a walkout or anybody leaving per se. But uh, they're, they're not on the same page right now. Austin Theory is going to defend his United States championship against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. I mean, you could make an argument for for Lashley to take it back. You could take uh, for, for Theory to retain. Bronson Reed, I think, just hasn't been around long enough to be able to take the title yet. But you're going to see three highly talented guys in a match that should still should steal the the card. Bianca Belair is going to defend her Raw Women's Championship against Io Sky with Dakota Kai and Bailey out there. Somehow, I think uh, they'll start to play into it and then they'll get sent to the back. But uh, Bianca's clearly going to retain. Io um, is really good. She's a former NXT champ. The only problem is, once again, there hasn't been a lot of build-up, and they think too highly of Bel-Air to have half of a tag team beat uh, the world champ. So Bianca is going to retain that one. In what I think should be the co-main event, Bad Bunny is going to take on Damian Priest in a San Juan street fight. This is Bad Bunny's debut as a solo competitor. He has been in a tag match or so already, and he's, he's, good. he's pretty good. Him and Logan Paul are two celebrities that picked up pro wrestling pretty quickly and do really, really well. Um, uh, basically, it's just a street fight so that they can use kendo sticks and throw people through tables, and um, basically so it gives Bad Bunny a little bit more of a chance to maybe pull off the win here uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Damien Priest were, were able to win it but uh, in, in Puerto Rico it'd probably look a lot better if, if Bad Bunny at least got a DQ win take a sip of the old liquid there I promise you because my mom is listening to this as well promise you it is uh, not of the adult variety but uh, I can't tell you what kind of liquid it is because they don't sponsor the show. And uh, if you have a product and you would like more service and you would like to sponsor the show, uh, at the beginning of the show, I told you all the ways that you can listen and rate and review the show and send us questions, comments, suggestions. Well, if you, one of your suggestions is that you sponsor the show, you can do so in all of those places. Now, finally, let's get to what I say is the main event. And that is Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. I told you guys why this match was going to happen. Um, Cody did not have enough buildup and enough clout to be able to beat Roman at Royal Rumble. That injury, if he had a year to build up, probably easily handed over to him. But Roman is, is way too good right now and way too on top for Cody to come back randomly from an injury and a month later win the title. So you needed somebody to make him look more legit. Enter Brock Lesnar, who I think no longer cares if he's champ or not. He enjoys going out there and having fun, which is why this match with Cody Rhodes is going to be fantastic. Cody is going to basically get his rear end kicked for a good bit of the match. He's probably going to get suplexed more in this match than he has probably in the last five years. And uh, then Cody is going to go over as the champ, or the the, uh, winner of this match, rather. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe they they rematched again somewhere in the near future, or maybe Cody had to take on another person before getting to Roman, but, uh, even now, the only person that really makes sense to take the title off of Roman at this point is Seth, but Seth having a win over Omos in Puerto Rico is not going to be the boost he needs to get on that level. Uh, other than that, uh, it's a solid card. It really is. It's it's it's. Uh, I don't know if they're going to start splitting into Raw and SmackDown events like they used to do, and then do a couple combined ones. But this one using the whole roster, uh, it's it's got all the big stars. So that moves us to NXT. And NXT's event last week was Spring Breakin'. Because apparently all the other names were taken. Um, I don't. For some reason, Tony D'Angelo and Stacks are starting to be pushed as a big-time tag team. Uh, they're they're a pretty decent team. They got the big win over Pretty Deadly, where they actually put them in a trunk and then eventually threw them in a lake. And uh, spoiler alert, all that meant is that Pretty Deadly is now on SmackDown. They were getting called up, which is, hey, they were one of the ones I told you could get called up. It made a lot of sense. There were some other ones, too. Um, Indy Hartwell, even with her, her uh, busted wheel at the moment, she got called up. Um, let's smack down. I had all these notes they're on here here we go um, uh... yeah damage control going to smack down uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn—they are the NXT Women's Champs, and they are going to SmackDown. Where I'll be honest, if you compare them with Bray Wyatt, or I mean, I would even consider bringing up Joe Gacy and pairing them together as kind of the oddball, crazy in the shadows group, and uh, that it could definitely work. Then Indy Hartwell going to Raw—I think that's a that's a great thing. But uh, like I said, we're going to talk more about the draft next week. Uh, as far as spring breaking went, like I said, Stax and D'Angelo get the big blow-off win. Pretty deadly get the ultimate win, though, as they get moved to SmackDown. Uh, Braun Breaker had a decent match with Andre Chase. The whole point of this is to make Braun Breaker into a, um, not a master heel, but a monster heel. Where he's uh, he just comes and terrorizes. People and uses physicality, kind of acts more like his uncle than his dad. But uh, Scott was really, really good at that. Uh, it was a decent match. It seemed like it's just setting up uh, Duke Hudson to take on Braun somewhere down the road. That could be a pretty good match because Duke's got a lot of size. Andre Chase is just uh, a slightly smaller guy than not in height, but in uh, in stature from Braun. So, um, uh, it was just a. It was a weird matchup. Chase did a good job. Braun did okay. It's it's, it's going to take some work. I would almost pair Braun with uh, I don't know maybe his his girlfriend, um, Cora Jade, and make them kind of a uh, an evil power couple. Her the kind of manipulative, kind of manipulative, you know, in the back. Type leader and him kind of the muscle up front. It's not a bad idea. They've uh, they've done way worse before. I, uh, that could definitely be a good thing. Uh, Lyra Valkyria had a uh, solid match with Cora Jade. Valkyria, man, she has come a long way. I like the rebrand. She does a lot of good stuff, but Cora Jade is uh, she is really hitting the top of uh, of uh, what she can actually do in a ring, and she's having some really good moments. It's only going to be so long before you're going to have to put her back in a title picture. Uh, I could say Cora Jade gets a title shot before Braun Breaker gets another one, and I think that's not a bad thing. Uh, Grayson Waller took on Carmelo Hayes for the championship. This was as good as, as advertised. It might have even been even better. Of course, Carmelo gets the win. Uh, I think it's not going to be too long before Waller gets the call up. I have not seen this week's action to know if he has. But um, Carmelo is just the NXT world champ that NXT needs right now. So um, as good as Waller is, and I would say him and Carmelo are, are pretty equal on the talent list, It just it, they did a heel versus heel and it actually worked. But Carmelo retains. I want to see what Waller gets into next. Briggs and Henley got the win over Jensen and Kiana, and then in the end, Kiana James basically broke up with Jensen. Jensen looked like he's going to be back with Briggs. This was an interesting little detour where Briggs and Jensen did something other than team and uh, be up and down on that roller coaster. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens as they, uh, they make them a trio again and a uh, pretty good tag team, I would imagine. They do some good stuff. Femi made his debut against Oro uh, Mensa. Pretty good. He's he's a big power guy. I think he was a shot putter or a hammer thrower or something uh, on the Olympic level. He's he's really good. He's really powerful. So we'll see what they end up doing with him. He looked pretty good. Um, speaking of Olympians, I, I heard a strong rumor haven't been able to confirm this yet, but uh, Tamara Mensah-Stock, who I interviewed a couple summers ago before the Olympics, uh, had a conversation about professional wrestling after our interview. And uh, I suggested to her a couple things about how she could get in touch with the WWE, probably through the Olympic Committee. Uh, She's from Texas. I said, uh, Booker T's got a great school down there. He's going to have ties to WWE. This was before he was on NXT uh, doing commentary, uh, I said Mark Henry's one to look at, even though he's with AEW. I said those there's uh, there's a lot of stuff in Texas, and so she's uh, according to the rumor I heard, Vince Stock has signed with the WWE. So shout out to her, uh, one of my favorite interviews ever, and the only interview that a uh, spontaneous song happened, and uh, it was it was amazing. So, uh, shout out to you. Um, what else was there? Oh, um, you got to see Roxanne Perez, Indy Hartwell, and Tiffany Stratton in a three-way dance for the women's title. Indy ends up retaining. It looked like she did some big damage to her, to her ankle. We know she got called up to Raw. I don't know if she is going to take the title with her, if she's going to drop it sometime this weekend. Or uh, because of her injury, if they just flat out have her turn it in and and um, and then go from there. But And once again, I haven't seen this week's NXT, so there's a chance she dropped it somewhere on that or handed it in. Don't know. But uh, that was a really good match. And Indy's injury seemed to play into the match as Tiffany and Roxanne had to carry more of the match. But I thought they more than did that. I would like to see Tiffany Stratton and Roxanne Perez in a, uh, in, in a match for the women's world title uh, sooner rather than later. Let's go to AEW. AEW Dynamite. We got to see another Dynamite, rack of a better way to put it, dynamite match between Orange, Cassidy, and Bandito. Orange ends up with the win in that, and then uh, him and Bandito have become buddies now. But uh, really, really good match. Uh, Bandito is an underrated star that a lot of AEW fans are not familiar with yet. But trust me, you will be soon. That guy is uh, he, hes on Lucha Brothers level if you turn him loose. Um, this whole feud between FTR and Jarrett and Lethal, and it's got, uh, it's got Mark Briscoe in the middle of it. I, I think they're trying to find something for Mark Briscoe to do and, and have another tag, uh, feud going because it's it just kind of does a whole lot of nothing. It's it's a good match, as we got to see Dax Harwood versus uh, Jeff Jarrett. It, it, Fascinating that Jeff Jarrett could still do all the things that he does and how underrated Dax is that he's just he's a really really good solo guy but he's, he's, he just enjoys being tags um Arne Anderson managing Wardlow is interesting and I think we should pay attention to that it could be that last hurdle to move Ward, Wardlow up to a bigger stage uh, maybe later on in the year as uh, it looks like he's going to get into something with Luchasaurus, who is a pretty good big man. He'll 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 uh, he'll give Wardlow a little harder fight as far as uh, the powerbomb symphony and things like that. It'd Be a little harder to pick him up than most people. Guevara and Darby were in a match to see who would take on MJF at the uh, pay-per-view. Is that this weekend? When is there when is there a big event? Pretty sure that is it this weekend? Um, Oh, they actually actually double or nothing was uh, last week, according to this. I guess I missed that. Um. Nope, that's not what I'm trying to look at. It's uh, it's not wanting to come up. really didn't think double or nothing was was the one coming up but i guess i was wrong and i'm sure this is anyway as we uh, as we get into it uh... yeah double or nothing okay well then let's look at look that up let's see the results from that because that will have a lot to do with oh I guess that's coming up on May twenty eighth. not April 28th. That's why... Okay. I kept thinking. I was like, there's there's no way that this thing is, has already happened. I would have already known about it. But, uh... It, it was not. So, all right. Let's go back to what we were saying then. I was like, that's just not making sense. But anyway... Um... Guevara and MJF end up... Uh... Cheating to where Guevara wins. He's supposedly going to take a lot of money and take a dive for MJF. And... Tony Khan comes, uh, comes up with the thing instead and says, uh... I tell you what, MJF and Guevara can team up and take on Jack Perry and Darby Allin. And um, if Guevara and MJF win, then it's still a one-on-one. But it becomes a fatal four-way if Darby and Jack Perry win. So we will talk about next week what happens with that. My guess is there's going to be a fatal four-way between the pillars, the four pillars of AEW. And I call them the pillars because I've said it for a long time, and now all of a sudden everybody else is saying it, so thank you, Tony Khan and others, for listening to my show, because nobody else said it, not Court Bauer, at MLW, not uh, not none of the people, not even Conrad Thompson called them the pillars, so uh, I appreciate that you guys at least listen to my show once. Um, Adam Cole and Jericho, that is going to be a fun, fun feud. I wish it would have happened about three or four years ago, but uh, it will still be really, really good. Roderick Strong has shown up, and he is uh, now pairing up with Adam Cole. Roderick Strong is another guy that if you guys, if you thought Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish were great uh, talents alongside Adam Cole, Roderick Strong is right there as well. Um, I guess I'm just going to stop watching Jade Cargill matches. Uh, They had her beat Taya, even though it was a weird roll-up. They're not even close. They're, I will say it, uh, I respect Jade, she's just, she's doing what, what they're wanting her to do, but, uh, Taya Valkyrie is... I don't know, two or three levels above where Jade Cargill is, and that's, that is a travesty. That is a travesty. Um, Omega and uh, Takeshita took on the Butcher and the Blade. That was a fun match. Um, I hear you guys. You guys say that I should have the Butcher on this show. I, I'm going to reach out because um, uh, he has a really cool heavy metal past that I would love to talk about as well and uh, he seems like a really really fun guy so uh, I hear you and if you guys are friends or know the butcher in any capacity and want to reach out to him and tell him that he is welcome to come on this show at any time and that uh, Jeremy the impact York is it's gonna reach out to him do that uh, really good match so eventually the Young Bucks in the Blackpool Combat Club come down and, and it's, I'm not big into what Moxley and all of them do. It's uh, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not big into the the way they are going about things. They used to be all about wrestling, now they're all about mauling people and I'm just uh, not a big fan of that. We move to Rampage where we got to see the debut of Jay White as he teamed with Juice Robinson. That's is a fun tandem uh, as they took on Ricky Starks and Sean Spears. Sean Spears is a good guy. I I like it. I like it. He can be underhanded and and be a fun heel, but I think he could be a great face, especially if you pair him with Ricky Starks. It makes a lot of sense. That's that's four people that that can really really light things up. Uh, of course, uh, White gets the win over Spears. It's it's what makes sense continues the feud elsewhere. Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee were able to beat um, I think their name were Charlie James and Brady Pierce. Swerve in the Mogul Embassy. Come down afterwards. Um, I'm not sure what they're gonna do with that feud. I just I kinda they've danced around it for so long. Keith Lee's finally back. I don't know. Let's see what they do. Anna Jay got a win over Ashley Damboise. Julia Hart came out, and then Anna got the best of her. Julia Hart versus Anna J. That is a feud that I really, really want to get into. That seems really fun. And it's definitely going to help them both uh, a lot. They both could use a little bit of a boost, and a solid feud will definitely, definitely do that. The Acclaimed and Billy Gunn took on three random dudes. Yep, I wrote down three random dudes. They never gave me names for them. Um, but the acclaimed with a, big, with a a win. Cash Wheeler versus Jay Lethal. Lethal, just like Jeff Jarrett, cheated. He gets the win there. Mark Briscoe in the middle of it. He was supposed to be the enforcer, and they still pulled this off. But uh, basically it just means that, that FTR is probably going to win if Lethal and Jarrett go against them. Let's move to Impact Wrestling. Masha Slamovich took on Jordan Grace. Jordan ends up with the win there. I, I still don't... I understand that Jordan is one of your top contenders, and and uh, should be, but uh, she just lost her chance to be champion. Um, I don't know why you don't build up Masha again or somebody else, but you built up Masha only to have her get ran over by Jordan Grace earlier. I just, I, weird booking in Impact Wrestling. Uh, same, same stuff, different day. Um. what else there is uh, um, I like Ace and Bay as as the the champs I think they're doing some some good work there they are two really good guys they're holding down the fort for the the Bullet Club I, I think the Bullet Club should send a few more members to impact media for a minute or impact Yeah, impact media but impact wrestling for a little bit uh, watching Deaner and Callahan in whatever feud they're about to get into is going to be spectacular we got to see Jody Threat with uh, I can't remember if this was her debut, it might be her second match, but she beat a uh, I think a, I think it was like Selena Sparks I think was her name, but uh, they know each other from the indie scene very well. It was it was a good match. It showcased the good stuff that Jody can do. Um. Purrazzo was able to defeat. Uh, Taylor Wilde, even with uh, Kylin King at ringside. Uh, Perazzo is the champ. It's weird that she had to take on a tag champ, but uh, Perrazzo is the champ and Macklin as the world champ are 1,000% uh, things you should do. It's fun that they are together uh, in and out of the ring, but um, those are two people that I would want leading my company. New Japan. We saw Eddie Edwards take on Kenta. Kenta gets the win there as he should. Kenta, man, he is... Since leaving WWE, he is lighting the the world on fire. And it is uh, amazing the work he does. Uh, he got called out by Hikaleo. It's going to be fun to see that matchup. Hikaleo's come a long way as well. Motor City Machine Guns took on Aussie Open and Okada and Tanahashi. Weird to see Okada and Tanahashi in a random tag like this. But hey, that's just uh, what they got into. And Aussie Open actually retains, even though uh, Kyle from there did this weird moonsault backflip thing. It looked like he hurt his leg pretty good, but uh, I guess he's okay to keep going because I I saw him again this week on a a matchup already before we started recording. Uh, But Aussie Open, man, they're they're really good. They really grew on me. I'm a big, big fan of Aussie Open. Uh, It was a great match, though. Okada and Tanahashi actually didn't play a lot of role in it, but when they did, they had their moments. In WOW Women of Wrestling, those super, I think they call them superheroes. Uh, Gigi Gianni versus uh, Jennifer Flores was a, a, a good, solid match. Both of them can work really well. Jennifer Flores ends up with the win there. Uh, Gigi Gianni, though, she is, she is like a veteran up there. She's, uh, she's pretty good. We got to see Genesis and Exodus with Ice Cold take on candy crush and princess aussie candy crush and princess aussie it's 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 a weird team of like uh, you wouldn't think they'd be they'd be friends but they are they're kind of banding together they both could use some uh, solid push and uh losing the genesis to exodus is probably not going to do that but uh princess aussie um can hopefully use this to propel herself up into a uh, a title shot because uh, she she's really been doing some good stuff here lately. Um, Holiday and Siren the Voodoo Doll went against Chantilly Chella and Kita Rush. Holiday ends up with the pin over Kita Rush, but Chantilly Chella uh, man she she really shined in this match she really had some some really great moments she really does some great work and she's another veteran of uh of uh, the indie scene and of wow and um anytime she's in a match Holiday's pretty solid too that uh you definitely want to catch Chantilly Chella. uh not to be outdone there was this i don't know random four way match where Fury and Razor We're in the match, and they're usually a tag team, and Wrecking Ball and Reyna Del Rey. It was two tag teams. They split them to make it a one versus one versus one versus one. Uh, It was crazy chaos. There was people everywhere. Reina Del Rey ends up with the win. But um, the more important thing is that Fury and Razor and Wrecking Ball and Reina Del Rey, as much as they fought each other during the match, they uh, all kind of hugged it out and uh, left in the end so no team is going to split and then lastly since we have added bkfc to the front part of the show that we'll now be talking about them as their events come up in the uh, in the schedule we are also in the process of adding mlw as it is now coming on regular television we're able to catch some matches we're going to we're trying to catch up to the uh, the brand new season is going to be starting very very soon so we're, we're catching up with some of the older ones but uh you know jacob fatu and uh, some of his samoan cousins do some really good stuff there raven has a group that includes some people that i'm big fans of uh there is a lot of really really good action that happens in mlw it's ran by court bauer who is a wrestling insider and uh, knows a lot about what he's talking about. Uh, But in the next coming weeks, you will hear more uh, from us about that. But until then, this has been another great edition of Strong Style. We will see you guys next week. Go watch wrestling. Go watch fighting. Deuces, gooses.